Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshas Ve'eschanon, which was Shabbos Nachamu, which is also the 16th day of the month of Menachimov in the year Tavshin Memhei, exactly 38 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Prophet, which they have Torah, Parshas, uh, Nachamu, where it says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yoimar, Alekechem. That Hashem comforts the Jewish people with a double level of comforting. The expression twice, Nachamu. So the Rebbe says that they ask the questions in the Chassidic discourses, why does it say Nachamu, Nachamu? Nachamu means a comfort. Nachamu, Nachamu is double. So why does it say three times, four times? What specifically the double idea of comforting? So to understand this, we have to give an introduction what they explain in the Chassidic Discourses, what it says in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that there was no greater holidays for the Jewish people like the 15th day of the month of Av and Yom Kippur. Now what's the reason that the 15th of Av is such a great holiday? So it's brought down in pre Chaim because on the 15th of Av is when the moon is complete. Like it says, so the moon is complete, you have a full moon, that's what's the great holiday. So the question they ask, what are we saying? That there's no greater holiday than the holiday of the 15th day of the month. In other words, it's the greatest holiday, meaning greater than Pesach, Shvot, and Sukkot, the three festivals? And so, so, so the question is, one second, what do we just say? The reason why it's the greatest because it's on the 15th. But the fact is, Passover and Sukkot is also on the 15th day of the month. And not only that, even Shavuos, which is in the beginning of the month of Sivan, it's connected to the 15th day of the, of, of the, of the month of, of, uh, of Nisan. Because Shavuos, even though it's not always in the same day, the 6th, the 7th of Sivan, but the fact is, it's, 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 um, 50 days after the holiday of Pesach. It means it's connected really to its base as in the holiday of Pesach. So Pesach is the 15th, Sukkot is the 15th, and Shavuos is 50 days from the 15th of, of Nisan. So if that's the case, what is the big quality of the 15th of the month of Av, which is a greater holiday than all the three festivals, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, etc.? So they explain as follows. <clears throat> that based on we know, there's a rule. And when it comes to elevations and downgrades, that whatever the downgrade is lower, the elevation is always much higher. It's an important rule to know this. Anytime you have a downgrade, you're going to have an upgrade. And unfortunately, anytime you have an upgrade, you're going to have a downgrade. But the way it works is, the greater, unfortunately, the downgrade the upgrade is going to be much higher. Now, so this, so based on this rule, that the greater the downgrade, the upgrade is much higher. So that's the real power of the 15th day of the month of Av versus the 15th day of the month of Nisan and the month of Tishrei, Pesach and, Shavu, and, and Sukkot and, and Shavuos, which connect to Pesach. Why? Because the real elevation of the 15th day of the month of Av, that comes after what? The tremendous and the terrible downgrade of Tishrei the destruction of the temple, the exile of the Jewish people. There's no greater downgrade than the destruction of the temple and the exile of the Jewish people from Israel. So therefore, the elevation on the 15th of Av is much higher. Now, so the Rebbe says, one second, 
Let's look at the holiday of Pesach. It's the 15th of Nisan, which is the holiday of Pesach. What is that coming after when we left Egypt? So if it's so so you also have a downgrade of going into Egypt, and you have the upgrade of the 15th of, of, of Nisan when we left Egypt. So you also have an upgrade after a downgrade. So Rebbe says, and this is a very, very powerful idea. The fact is like this. When did we when were we in exile in Egypt? That's before we received the Torah. Before we became, and I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, before we became a a kingdom of priests, and a great Kaddish, a holy nation. So yes, we were in exile and were redeemed. Yes, we had a downgrade and upgrade. But we weren't yet the kingdom of priests. We weren't the gods of chosen children. We didn't receive the Torah. So since we were not yet the kingdom of priests, we weren't the holy nation, so the downgrade is not as big. However, when it comes, unfortunately, the exile of Tishabov, this is after Hashem said, you are the kingdom of priests. So Hashem put us on a pedestal. And then we had the downgrade. We were the kingdom of priests. We were the holy nation. We received the Torah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And then we're in exile. That is the greatest exile. However, in Egypt, we weren't yet the kingdom of priests. We weren't the chosen people. So therefore, the elevation of Tubov, which comes after the tremendous downgrade of Tishabov, that is obviously what? A much more powerful, a much greater upgrade. Now, just to recap. So what the Rebbe is saying is like this, that the question was about the double, double Nachamu, but he brings an introduction, what, what's the power of the holiday of Tubov? Because it comes after the downgrade of Tishabov. So he said, one second, the other two holidays, and specifically both Pesach and Shavuot, comes after the downgrade of going into Egypt. And the answer is, because that was before we, God put us on a pedestal. So yes, it was a downgrade, we were in exile, but we weren't coming from, we were like, we, 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 that we're like the special people. And so therefore, it wasn't that, but it wasn't as much. However, once we received the Torah, Hashem said, you're the kingdom of priests, and we're in exile, that's a huge downgrade. So therefore, the upgrade is much, obviously, much greater. Now, explains in the Hasidic Discourse, that the elevation that takes place on the 15th above, which comes after the downgrade of Tish above, is compared to the elevation that's going to take place when Mashiach comes, after this exile reign, because right now we receive the Torah, we're kingdom of priests, and we're in exile. So we're going to have this huge, huge elevation when God takes us out of Gullus. In other words, the, the, the advantage of the revelation of what's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes, and we're going to have the third temple. We're going to what? What is that going to be? What's going to be the? We already had one temple. We already had two temples. What's the advantage of the third temple? There's going to be such a, a revelation of God, and it's not going to stop. The revelation when God reveals Himself and gives us the third temple, that revelation is nonstop, nonstop. As we see, the first temple. And the second temple, unfortunately, it stopped. We don't have the first. We don't have the second temple. However, the revelation of the third temple, since it's going to come after this gullus, this exile in, so it's going to be such a powerful revelation, where it's not going to stop. Like it there quotes the verse from the prophet that says, Oil bal yitzum bal yitzum that tent is not going to move, the pegs aren't going to come out of the ground, and that third temple is going to last forever. Why is it going to last forever? Because it's coming after the downgrade of this gullus. So the same thing also applies to Tubov, which comes after the downgrade of Tishabov. That in the on Tubov, what kind of what kind of energy is there? What kind of light is shining? A light similar to what's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes, which doesn't have, but it doesn't stop. 
So now the Rebbe is going to explain, this is the connection with Tubal and Nachamu Nachamu, the double comfort. Because what's the double comfort? So you have the comfort on the destruction of the temple. You have the comfort of the fact that you're in exile. And it says twice comfort, because we had one temple that was destroyed, and we had the second temple, so we need a comfort from each temple. In other words, so it's a comfort on the first temple that was destroyed, and also a comfort on the second temple, which was obviously a greater destruction and a greater downgrade than the first temple. And even it was greater than, than, than the first temple. Why? So since the, the, the downgrade is much greater, so the elevation after the second one is much higher. So therefore, the comfort is a double comfort. In other words, as Huyendur explains, and he says, anytime you have a double comfort, it's not just a double comfort, but double is a, it's connected to the idea of redemption. Like it's brought down in reference to the letters, the 22 holy letters, the alphabets, the Jewish alphabets. So there's five letters, Mem, Nun, Tzadik, Pei, Final chaf, man sepach. Every one of these letters are double letters. There's a mem and a final mem. The nun, the final nun. The tzaddik, the final tzaddik. The pei, the final pei. And the chaf, and the final chaf. So all these letters that are doubles are connected to geula. Like for example, God took us out of Egypt, so it's the pei, pocket pakality. Every one of the letters is connected to the redemption. What now? What's the connection between double letters and redemption? Because what is the idea of redemption? What is the idea of we were stuck in exile and God redeems us? Redemption is because this world that we're living in, it, 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 we, what, what, where do we get the energy from? We get it from Oyer HaMali, the light that fills in the world. It's a finite light. Oyer HaSoyv is the infinite light. So what happens in, in the redemption process is the infinite light, Oyer HaSoyv, gets connected to Oyer HaMali. So you, you have double letters. You have the, the Oyer HaSoyv and Oyer HaMali together. So that's the connection between the double letters and the idea of redemption. So when you when when the infinite light, Oyra Soivev, the the light that hovers over, comes into which which is really above his style shlos of being, being internalized, that that's what ultimately creates creates redemption. He points out he says also it's brought down in the Hasidic discourse in reference to the double, in reference to the, the, that redemption, where it also says you have, for example, Lech Lecha, you have you have uh, two words that are double. Of the uh, explains more at length the double, the double words, but the point is that the double letters creates Oyer Hasev comes into Oyer Male, and when that comes in, the revelation is non-stoppable. Like he quotes the verse, the the, the tent that's not going to be moved, and the pegs that will not be taken taken out forever. So, in other words, so what do we see from here? We see that basically the the power the the power of Tubav is that um, since it comes after. Um, after the destructions, then you have you're going to have the ult- you're going to have the 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 um, the ultimate redemption, where it's not going to stop because you're going to have the union of Oyer Hasoyev and Oyer Hamamali. Rebbe says you like to connect connect this. What it says in our Torah portion, what's saying our Torah portion? So it says, "Ve'schanan al Hashem." Moshe Rabbeinu prayed to Hashem at that time, and he said, "Please, Hashem, I would like to go over uh, uh, from the Jordan into the land of Israel." And he used the words, "Ve'era." I want to see the land, the good land. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is pleading with Hashem. He wants to go to the into the land of Israel. 
In other words, he wants to go into the land of Israel, but not only he wants to go in, he wants to be the one that's going to bring the Jewish people into the land of Israel. Why was Moshe Rabbeinu so passionate and so uh, insistent that he wanted to be the one bringing the Jewish people into the land of Israel? Because if Moshe Rabbeinu would have brought the Jewish people into the land of Israel and would have built a temple, so then the, the, we would have entered in an everlasting way. The temple would have been everlasting and it wouldn't have been possible at all to have the option even for exile or any being subservient to any of the nations of the world. Like it says in reference to the first tablets, so it says, Chorus, it was carved out on the, on the, on the, on the stone. So, so charus means to carve out, but you can also, you, it's the same letter, you can play with it and you come from the word of charus. Charus is carved, but charus is freedom. In other words, so from the level of the first tablets, um, we have the power that no one was able to rule over, over the Jewish people. However, unfortunately, when, Moish, when Yeshua um, brought in the Jewish people, because it wasn't on the same, he wasn't on the same level of Moshe Rabbeinu, that's how we have exile. So in other words, like this, Moshe Rabbeinu was, was pleading to Hashem, let me take them in. If I take them in, there will never be exile, there will never be destruction. Unfortunately, Yeshua is not in that same level, Joshua, so therefore there's, there, there was exile afterwards. Now, the question is, why is that? What is the power of Yeshua, of Moshe Rabbeinu over Yeshua? And Rebbe explains, because Moshe Rabbeinu, his ray, his face like, was like the, like, like the power of the sun. And if you know, what is the, what is the, the, the face of the sun mean it's referring to I'll say it in Hebrew I'll translate it drawing in a very very powerful light from on high without any initiative from someone inspiring the light however Yoshua's face is like the like the like the uh, like the uh, ray of, of the moon in other words yes it's a very powerful light that comes but what causes the light from the moon it comes through a through a celestial top and through an awakening from below so in other words, coming from a lower place. However, Moshe Rabbeinu is coming from a place that um, the our effort can't even reach there, which means it's a level of sight that hovers over, which is totally um, uh, much higher than the level of Ishtalshlus. And on that level, it's not possible to have change because nothing could reach it. And like like explained in, in the in a different Hasidic discourse, that when you have the revelation of Soivev, there's there's no stopping. So as Rebbe explains is that basically Moshe Rabbeinu was pleading to take the Jewish people in the land of Israel because if Moshe Rabbeinu would have taken the Jewish people in the land of Israel we would have already had then non-stopping because Moshe Rabbeinu is weird from uh, like the Pnei Hama, he would have brought in the light of Ereseviv and we would have had the first temple and it would have lasted forever we would have never, been, we would have never gone into exile <clears throat> which is similar it's going to be like Mashiach Hans. and uh, this is also Rebbe says this is the whole idea of the Shanan El Hashem Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded with Hashem, so Veschanan also comes from the word of Chain, which is, he asked for Hashem to give him a matnaskinum, a free gift. Give me a gift. That's one idea. Or, Nesiyah's Chain, he wanted to find favor in Hashem's eyes. What is that referring to? It's referring to bringing in the gift or favor to bring in from Soivev, the part that hovers over you cannot normally internalize, and that should come into the world. Why? Because from the level of Ishtalshlus, where things flow from one level to the next, and the Datsilas, Briyat, CRC, and the spheres, etc. So, the way you draw down in, on the lower levels, is through our effort. It's Rusul Tata. 
However, when you bring it from Saivev, it's, 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 it's off the charts. It's above a so it, can, it can't be internalized. And since from the level of Saivev, what people do, what we do, cannot affect it, like it says in Sadaqtama Titanoi, etc. So therefore, the, the, when it comes down from there, it's, the only way it can come down is like a gift from Hashem. And the way you find favor in Hashem's eyes, Hashem gives you from Oira Saivev. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, it's a very now important lesson when you, uh, in, in terms of many ideas in Kabbalah, Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Im, im by necha, if I find favor in your eyes, that means we should be separated. In other words, why? Because since Hashem is going to give from Chain, Oyer HaSoyvev, a very, very powerful light, which is not connected anything into this world, and in other words, the actions in this world have no, uh, it doesn't make any mark or any, any, any connection. Like it says in, uh, if you sin, if you sin, it doesn't, it doesn't create any, 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 any issues whatsoever. So in other words, it's coming down a very, very powerful light. So what happens is when it's a very powerful light comes down and whatever you do or say doesn't make a difference, it's possible this powerful light can go in the wrong places. When you get such a big gift, it's unfortunately possible it goes in the wrong places. Like we all know, when someone has too much of a blessing, it ends up going to the wrong places. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu asked from Hashem, We should totally be separated from, all, from the nations of the world. In other words, that it should only go into the right places. It should only go into the Jewish people. Because if it would go into the wrong place, it's going to be misused. And that's why he pleaded with Hashem, He pleaded with Hashem, I would like to pass or go across the Jordan, and I'd like to see the, the era, see the land. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to, that the, the, going into the land should be from the level of what? The light above Ishtalsos, off the charts. Beschanan, he wanted a gift. And then the, it would have been what? In an everlasting way, because it would have been from a place that from there, 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 there there's, no, there's no stopping and there's no, there's no change. So in other words, to recap, before we go further, what is Rebbe saying here? That Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded with Hashem that should come from a very, very high place. Now, the side note, which is an important note, that unfortunately when it comes from such a high place, um, it can go to the wrong places. And that's why he asked, it should be focused to the Jewish people, and if he would have been successful, guess what? We wouldn't have gone to Gauls, he wouldn't have had the exile. Now, what does this mean practically? And as drawing in from Soivev, which is above Hishtalshlis, this powerful light, which, which would, that was the goal of Moshe to want to take the Jewish people in the land of Israel. What does that mean practically? That is drawing in the level of, and this is important, this is the practical part, real in a lakus. The error. He wanted us, we should be able to see godliness. Not hear, not understand, not feel, but he wanted us to see godliness. And that's why he said clearly, and he pleaded with Hashem, let me go over the error. And as he used the word, to see specifically, and as Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to affect that the uh, the the service of the Jewish people should be what kind of service? We should see a Kaddish Baruch. Can you imagine you see God and everything? Life would be beyond amazing. In other words, when when you see something, it's so true on the, the finest levels, and it's so sure and it's so clear, and it's not possible to have any weakness or any change if you see. Not feel. A feel is great and understand is great. But when you literally see godliness, God becomes so true in your life and becomes so strong. And other like this. Like we know the power of seeing, overhearing something, that you can't compare something that you heard, even if you heard and you meditate on you thought about it, to seeing something. And also even if you hear things from people that you trust, 
And even though it becomes like true to you because you heard it from someone that you trust, it's not as strong. However, when you saw it, that's true. That becomes real. And like we know, the famous halakha that says that if someone is a, a, a witness to a scene, you cannot become a judge. Why? Because when the judge hears from a witness, even though they're true witnesses and they're kosher witnesses, and he trusts them, but it's possible that they're doing it because they want to try to be lenient on the person. They found some uh, excuse why, whatever. However, when you saw it, you can't, you can't, you can't play with the facts. Seeing it is the facts. So the same thing also applies in our service of Hashem. When we only have, we heard about godliness, means we studied, we comprehended. So it's possible that there could be a change. However, when you see godliness, there is no weakness. There is no change. You saw it. God revealed himself to you. And that's like Moshe Rabbeinu said, everyone of the era, I want to see the land. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's goal was that every one of the Jewish people to see godliness. And then we would have went into the land of Israel, it would have been everlasting. Because when you see, there is no change. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted specifically that he should be the one taking the Jewish people in the land of Israel. Why is that? Because by Moshe Rabbeinu, seeing godliness was real. He saw godliness. And he saw it on the highest levels. Like it's brought down and it says, and all the prophets, when they prophesied, they said, Koi, this is like a similar, this is more or less what God said. Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, no, Zed, this is what God said. And like the Rambam writes at length, and more specific, about the quality of the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu over all the prophets, and like he says, that the prophet was ponim el face to face. And what's the quality of face to face? That is coming from the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. And how much more so? He received the Torah from Hashem, which is much higher than prophecy. He, he received the Torah from Hashem, even higher than his own prophecy. So since Moshe literally had the highest level of seeing, he wanted to bring the Jewish people to land of Israel, because then we would have received what? The power of seeing godliness on the level of Moshe And then we would have went in, it would have been everlasting, we would have had the temple, we would have had the, the land of Israel, and we would have never left because we saw godliness. So our avoida is, what's our spiritual work? To develop seeing God and godliness. And what does that mean? It explains like this. What does Veschanon mean? And, you know, to explain the idea of what is Veschanon, and the connection of Veschanon with, to bring it back full circle, Nachamu, Nachamu, it says twice Nachamu, and also the idea of Tubav, in more specific, never explains like this. It's brought down in the Hasidic discourse, of, of uh, which starts with Nachamu, Nochami, Ami. So, Tubav, which is the 15th of, of, of day of the month of Av, what is, what is Tubav? Tubav comes from, is, it tes, two is Tess is nine, Vav is sex, which is 15, the 15th day of, of the month of Av. So, we're gonna, to understand it, we're going to understand more specifically, we know that Moshe Reino, he says, Be'eschanan, he prayed to Hashem. Now, so it says that Be'eschanan, the numerical value of Be'eschanan, Vav is six, and Aleph is one, Saf is 400, Ches is eight, Nun is 50, another Nun is 50, is 515. Be'eschanan is 500, numerical value is 515, which means Moshe Reino prayed to Hashem, 515 prayers to allow him to go into the land of Israel. Now, why 515? Why not 514? Well, any number. Why 515? And Rebbe explains. Because 515 is the connection between Tuf Kuf, which is 500, and 15. 
So 515 is 515. What's the what's the spiritual significance of 515? So 15, we said is 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 15, so 15, 10 and 5, which is basically in the numerical in the in the letters, what's a 10 and a 5? Yud is 10, and hey is 5. Now Yud in the spherot, Yud is a sphere of Chachmah, it's the dot. And hey is already the way it breaks out, that's a sphere of Bina. So Yud and Hey, which is the 15, that's Chachmah and Bina. Tough cup we said is 500. What is 500? That's the five spheres of Chesed in the sphere of Keser, in the sphere of Atach, the lower part of Arich. Why? Because in Keser, Atach and Arich, every one of the sphere is at, at the power of 100, because every sphere times 10, and then times another 10, so you have, it rolls out to 100. If you have the five spheres of Chesed, so you have 500. <coughs> okay. So, so again, like this. So you have Tufka 500 is the five spheroids of Chesed in, 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 in Arich, the way it explains out the 500. And then you have the Yudhei Chachman Bina. So it goes from Chesed into Chachman Bina. Higher than that, in the 500, it's not only the five spheres in, in, in Arich, the lower part of Chesed, which makes 500, but it's even the higher part of Chesed in Attic. And even in the, in the five, uh, the, um, spheres of Chesed, of Attic, it's still 500, because each one is to the power of 500. So what's the idea of, of 515 prayers? It's the connection between 500 chesed of arich or chesed of atik, which is 500, and 15, which is chachman bina. What's the idea? The idea is to the Moshe was trying to draw in from the five spheroids, which is technically 500 atik or arich, into chachman bina. And he adds over there, that when Mashiach comes, it's going to be even deeper. Because what's going to happen is, you're going to have the revelation of the five spheres of Chesed, of Atik, not only in Yud Hey, in the 15 of, of Chachman Bina, but it's also going to be into the second part of Hashem's name, Vav Hey, which is, which is basically holding Midot, of the six Midot, and Hey is Malchus. Why? Because when Mashiach comes, even Vavhei, the second part of Hashem's name, is going to be like the le- like like the first part Yudhei. Like it says, by Yoimahu, Mashiach comes by Yoimahu Yiye. It doesn't say Yudhei Vavhei. It says Yiye. What does Yiye mean? That that the Vavhei, which is the Midos and Malchus, is going to be on the same level as Yudhei, twice Yudhei. In other words, the Vavhei is going to be on the level of, of Yudhei. So the goal is to bring in Chesed of Atik into Yudhei. Which is Chacham Bina, but even into um, the the emotions and Malchus and Mashiach comes. That's going to be elevated in the level of Yudhei. And ever since you like to explain this based on what's explained in in, in Oira Torah in Parshas Veschanan, and it says over there with the Chassidic discourse, it starts Veschanan. So it says that the five hundred and fifteen prayers, um, which also is brought down in the in the notes of the Rebbe Rashab. Of that Hasidic discourse, which over there he refers to the, uh, the, the book of Dvarim, Pastor Rashan, etc., that he says that when we're referring to the 515 prayers, there's actually two, there's actually two insights, two insights. Now look at this. The first insight is that the 500, which we said already is, is, is Chesed of, from Arich and Atik, which comes into later into Chachmabina. So in other words, if that's the case, the five, the five, the 500 is higher than the, the, than the, than the 15. 
because the 15 is referring to Yudhei, which is Chachman Bino Vatsilos, and the 500 is the five Chasadim of Atik and Arik. So that's, that's, that's the, the coin to the first insight. The 500 is higher than Chachman Bino. The 500 is Chasad of Atik and Arik, and it goes into Yudhei, the Chachman Bino of the world of Atsilos. That's the first insight. What's the second insight? That the 500 is actually lower than the 15. Why is that? Because the 500 is not referring to Chesed in Atik and Arich, but it's actually referring to uh, the worlds that are in the, on the number of 500. Like it says clearly that from the from the earth to the heaven, it takes 500 years to travel. So you see that that the world is connected to 500. And between heaven to heaven, um, and even higher in the world in the, 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 of, of um, in the, in the Midas, which is the source of the world, there's also 500 of there, like it's explained in, in the Eretor from the Alter Rebbe, that the emotions and how much more of so the worlds are actually lower than Chachman Bina, Yudhei. So if that's the case, according to the second insight, so 515 is bringing down from Chachman Bina, the Yudhei, into the Vavhei, which is the emotions, and into the world. So again, so you have the two insights to the 515. The first insight is the 515, the 500, the uh, 500 of Chesed of Atik and Arik, which goes into um, Chachon Bina. And then the other one is that, no, from Chachon Bina goes into the 500, which is in the emotions and into the world. Shabbat so said he liked to connect these two, these two opposing opinions based on what we find in um, the same idea in reference to the 13 attributes of compassion. In other words, we know there's 13 attributes of compassion, but the fact is in the world of Kabbalah, it's all about 10. There's 10 sirot, whether God used to create the world. Every one of us has 10 sirot. So the question is, what are these three? If it's usually thir- if it's 10, how do you get the 13 attributes of compassion? So one insight is that the 10 is referring to the 10 spheres of Atzilos, and the three extra is, is the, is the um, Roshay Roshim, the heads of the heads, which is higher than Atzilos. So the three, the first insight is what? That the, 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 they have the ten spheroids, and the three is higher than that spheroids. In other words, so if that's the case, the three are higher than the ten spheroids. Now, <clears throat> the second insight is that the ten is also going on the ten spheroids, and the three is referring to the three worlds of Bria, Yitzira, and Asiya, which is lower than the world of Atsilois. So according to this, the three is lower than the Yud. And it's explained elsewhere that it's not an argument. In other words, you have the same idea. You have, you have the ten spheroids. The three, it's either the, the three heads on top, or it's referring to the three worlds of Bria Tzir which is lower. So he says it's not an argument. Why? Because the source of Bria Yitzira Asiya, where does that come from? It comes from the three heads, which is above Atzillus. So again, so you have the same idea with the, with the, with the, with the 13 spheres, the 10, three on top, three on bottom. The source of the bottom is constant on top. So now that brings back full circle. The same thing you can say in reference to the two insights about the 515. That they're both connected. That what does that mean? That the connection between the, um, the, uh, the 500, which is the, which is the Midois, with the, with the, uh, with the Chachman Bina, like according to the second one, which basically comes from the bottom, that, so that's gonna be like when the future Mashiach comes, that the Vavhei, the Midas, is gonna be in the level of Yudhei. Now, how does that happen? How do you elevate that the Vavhei, the Midas, is gonna be in the same level of Yudhei? That comes by drawing in the five Chasadim of Arich. 
and there's five chasadim of Atik, and which is basically the same, which is basically the, the, like the first insight that the five chasadim of Arach and Atik are going to come into your day. So in other words, Rebbe explains beautifully, and he says like this. The 515 prayers, there's two opinions. One is the 500 referring to chesed of Atik and Arach. The 15 is Chachman Bina. The other opinion is that Chachman Bina is Yudhei's Chachman Bina, but it's referring to the Midas, the emotions, and the worlds. And we find the same idea when it comes to the 13 attributes. You have the 10 spheroids, the 3, which you need the higher, the three high, three levels on top, or the Bria Tzirasiya, but the answer, but the, it's not a contradiction, the source of the, what, the, the, of the Bria Tzirasiya comes from the three heads on top. So the same thing applies over here also. That, this that this that we have the the uh, the um, five hundred, which referring to the worlds and the emotions, are lower. Which eventually Mashiach is going to be elevated. How's the pan you elevate it? You elevate it by bringing in the five chasadim of Arich and Atik. Now, so the Rebbe says like this: You can say that this idea of the Eschanon, which is we said is is the is the numerical value of five hundred and fifteen. Of prayers is connected to Veschana, which is also asking Hashem for a gift to bring in Saivev, like we learned before. Why is that? Because what's the idea of 515? We're bringing in the 500, which is of the, of, uh, the five things of Chesed, of Arich and Arctic, 500, which is above Ishtalshalos, um, which, so, so that's the same idea of a Matnaschim, a free gift. We're asking Hashem to bring in from the highest level where you cannot really reach it, and this this level should come into into the physical world. Now, in in in, in this request, there's, there's two ways. One way is we're asking Hashem for a free gift, which means we're asking to bring in the light which is above Ishtalshalos, um, which is a very powerful light which we cannot reach. Now, how does that come in? What is that level practically? That's the level of Torah. And since it's coming in from such a high level, we have no connection to it. However, the other opinion of the Eschanan, which is referring to the 515 prayers, <coughs> which which is the 500, is coming down to, into Chacham Bina. Until it comes down to the world, how does that happen? It happens through prayer. So you see, you have the idea of prayer brings it in, the Torah brings it in from high. And prayer brings it in from, from the lowest level. And like it's explained in our Torah, and the verse where it says, Ragleyam regal Yeshara, their feet is a straight foot. So Yeshara is interesting, is Yeshara is made by four letters Yud, which is 10, Shin, which is 300, Rage is 200, and He is 5, which is again 515. Yeshara is 515. So from here we learn the idea that it's connected to prayer. And what's the connection of 515 in prayer? Because what's a prayer? Yehiratzen, we're asking Hashem, it should be the will of Hashem. It means we want to draw in a new, a new will, above Ishtalshalos, from the 500, which is from the five chesed, that this light from above Ishtalshalos should come in down into this world. It should come down in, into this world to affect that we should have a change, like for example, if someone needs, needs a, a tremendous miracles, we're praying that this powerful level should come to this world and to, and to bless and to bless the world. So you see again, the prayer, praise that you should bring in from the highest level, which is accomplished through Torah. So based on this, Torah explains beautifully where it says that we learned in the beginning of the discourse, what did we say from the Mishnah, that there was no festival that the Jewish people had as great as the 15th of Av. Why? Because what happens on the 15th day of the month of Av? 
What happens on the 15th day of month of Av, what energy is shining from Atik comes all the way down into Malchus. That even Vavhei, which is the Midois, the emotions, and Malchus is going to be on the level of Yudhei. Similar to as Kunilak Mashiach comes. And therefore, since it's such a powerful level, it means the highest level comes to the lowest level, that's why it's not going to be, it's not going to stop. That you know, the shining from Atik into Malchus, from the highest into the low, that's real power. And that's the power of Nachmu Nachmu Ami. It's a double comfort, because we're going to have from the highest coming down into the lowest, which is basically referring to the revelation what's going to be like in the future when Mashiach comes, which we're going to have an, everlast, an, ever, an everlasting um, uh, uh, revelation. Now, this whole idea, now it knows like we're coming right now from the time of Bein Amitzarim, the time of challenges and struggles and darkness. So the Rebbe says, very powerful, you have to know, do not give up. And not only you shouldn't give up, don't even be sad. And even the bitterness that there has to be, like it says in Tanya, the difference between sadness and bitterness. Sadness is out. That's not even an option. That doesn't exist. Nothing. None of it. Even the bitterness that you need to have sometimes, but there's the bitterness is only for a short period of time. Why do you need the bitterness? So you should have min karasika. You should turn to Hashem from, from, from a place where it's tight a little bit. But the goal is, Anani Hashem should answer us with tremendous abundance. And what is the abundance? We're going to have the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption. And it's going to happen through Mashiach Tzedkenu. And the Akitsu, the Rananu, the offer. Anyone that has passed away is going to wake up. And Moshe Rabbein is going to be amongst them. And all the Chabad Rabbein, all the Chabad leaders. And it's all going to happen because we're Mamish very, very quickly. Our eyes are going to see. We're like, like, like that's the targum translation of chazoyin to see, and and afterwards we're going to have even more than that. Nigla kvoyd Hashem, the honor of Hashem is going to be revealed. The roll kolbasa, we're all going to see. And when is that going to happen? Memehera biyamenu mamish very very soon, very quickly, and literally in our time. So here we see a beautiful beautiful chassidic discourse about the power of tuba of that we literally bring from the highest to the lowest level, and that's the, that's the double comfort that we have, and we all have the power of doing that by learning Torah, and by praying, and the like Rebbe finishes off and says, hopefully we'll all merit this powerful revelation with the coming of Mashiach, and next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.